The information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. While many of the people here have some form of mental health training, they are not your mental health professional. This podcast is not a replacement for mental or physical care or for the diagnosis of any mental health illness or condition. Thank you for joining us once again for the Guardians Mental Health Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. With me, as always, is Doc. Hey, everyone. And tonight, Matt is not joining us tonight. Uh, he's taking the night off. Uh, new game release, and he's been burning the candle on both ends. So he deserves a night off. So <laughs> he's here with us in spirit. <laughs> so if you were joining us for the first time, Guardians MH is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community. We strive to be a first step assisting individuals with gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Our podcast is another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion of mental health topics and gaming. So please welcome our guest tonight, Irresolute. Hello. What up, gamers? <laughs> What's up, buddy? We just <laughs> had a deep dive conversation about oh, yeah, the that. phonetic layout of his name. I literally just copied it from Google. Like, I'm not straight from Google. Yeah, I mean, you're lying. I'm not. I, you just type. Do we know that the Google's pronunciation is accurate? Uh, oh, yes. we're going there. It's, a, it's <laughs> not. A, this is not a new word. The problem is. The problem is, as I was describing before we got to recording is that it's not a real word. It's a real word. It's meant to be like a real word, but a phonetic version of that, that's like a throwback to an old graffiti name. It used to just be Resolute, R-E-Z-O-L-U-T. Uh, and then I changed it. I added it. And I believe I've told Joe this story before. I don't know if I've told Goku this story before, but like it was a reference to a cartoon called the, uh, well, it was originally on a, a, a variety show called the What a Cartoon Show on um cartoon network which by the way is where family guy came from not a lot of people have seen the original version of that um and uh if i are baboon and i am weasel and yeah i've that's old changed school, it from resolute to ir resolute because i think that's very funny because it's like it's saying i are resolute like i'm not saying it right um but then it also spells if you just write it out i are resolute it spells the sort of phonetic equivalent of the word irresolute, which means the opposite of resolute. And then you can make it, if it's I are resolute, it's I'm saying I am resolute, but I can also say that it means that I'm not because I am actually really indecisive. Kind of. I mean, so I very am. See, I can't even a lot of thought into this. This well, is why we love you, man. <laughs> we absolutely love you. Now, I mean, if, if just for, for everyone else's sake, if you don't know who oh, yes. Resolute is, <laughs> he is a fantastic, amazing artist, and he's also our design lead here at Guardians Mental Health. And we are so lucky to have him come on with us tonight and chat with us. While we dive into that, for those who don't know who you are, Tell us a little bit about yourself as you already have been. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so like it's, 
the name thing is something I came up with when I was like 15, 16 years old as a like a, a graffiti name, but also as like a username at the time, because it was still like everything was super anonymous and the sort of two things were kind of like coincided. And um, I have been doing art since I was about eight, nine, 10 years old. I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day because he brought up what his first, like the first piece of art he remembered making. And it's, it's Khan. Y'all know Khan, young Khan. Yeah. He was talking about um, making Ninja, drawing a Ninja Turtle. And I was like, holy shit, dude, that was like the first thing I, like, I know I drew other things before that. Right. But it's like the thing I remembered trying to draw, trying to, yeah. Batman and Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Ninja Turtles, dude. Because I had so many of those figures. I remember like one year for Christmas, my mom got us a ton of them because I know they were like, uh, there was, we were so into them and they were, it was probably like just a few dollars per figure, whatever. And so long as they were like in the toy store, they could be like, we can get a ton of these and they'll fucking love them. And um, Uh, I told Joe, uh, was a couple weeks ago, I I ordered, you know, the the company NECA? No, they they make higher end action figures. Oh, okay. And yes, they yes, have yes, yes, like yes, two yes. versions of the '90s uh, movie Ninja Turtles. So they have the one six, well, the one six and the one fourth. And I bought the collection of one of the oh, one six. Oh, that's so cool! That's so cool. All four of them, like, yeah, Michelangelo, Leonardo, Ah, I love it. Oh, up over there somewhere. That's so cool. Yeah, and so- I, I had the original ones from the movies that the figures were like oh, rubber. Really? That's awesome. And That's so they're cool. just beat to hell. Cause sure. I was a kid and we played with Rafa- our toys when we yeah, were kids. We yeah. did. I mean, <laughs> poor Raphael got eaten by a dog. <laughs> oh, it's like that. Oh, huh? His fate. Rough. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's like where I first started making art. Um, and like actually thinking about it. And I remember very specifically like sitting there with the figure and like drawing it, which is kind of a weird way to do it, but it's also not like it's, I could hold it still, which is a lot of the stuff I do now, especially like the destiny art that I do is based on being able to get like a really high detailed capture of it so that I can duplicate it. Cause I want it to be like, as kind of a one-to-one representation. I want it to be um, like almost like a diagram, but I've been doing art since I was a little kid in high school. I started painting and um, a teacher taught me how to uh, Goku sent me a picture of them. They looked really cool. They actually (laughs) look really cool. Um, They're really good. Like it's striking how much they were able to get those masks to like make them look unique. You know what I mean? Anyway. um, Yeah. So in high school I had a, a really gracious, um, teacher who just sort of let me do whatever and she one day she was like probably the the, part way through the second year of of being in her classes and I think her realizing that I was going to be with her for another the rest of that year and two more years uh, and it turned out like in my junior and senior year increasingly longer periods of the day to the point where when I was a senior I was in her classroom for like four hours a day usually um uh, she was just like she showed me the supply room that had all of the different stuff in it she's like which thing do you want to like which thing do you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on any of this? Do you want to like, pick something from this room? And I was like, those. And there was a stack of uh, canvas and stretcher bars. And I started putting them together myself. I had been playing with like printmaking a little bit, but like the minute I started painting and like stretching my own canvases and stuff, I 
I was just, that was my main thing that I wanted to do it was like kind of forever and ever. And it has only been in the last like four years or so that I have done a lot of it. And I've gotten a chance to do a whole lot more of it because of like getting to work with guardians mental health and getting to work with uh, lately the massive breakdown podcast and um, uh, blueberries.gg who's uh, run by a guy named Rick, who's a very nice dude. Um, and now with another member of the massive breakdown uh, community who's doing a, a really cool app that's going to sort of calculate some time to kill stuff, which is pretty cool. It's still in development and still in design phases, but it's really cool. And it's, it's, it's been fun to like connect with whole groups of people. Cause it's like, it's all, this is like a web of folks that sort of, I wouldn't say it specifically started with guardians. It's kind of started with a uh, web back during uh, GCX, which was guardian con and uh, pixels after dark, which was also, yes so yeah that was like kind of where we met doing destiny stuff and things like that it was a took took about a year or so after that until we started doing design stuff together for for the charity i think yeah right around there i mean you always uh i remember after that uh you always uh offered your help whenever whenever we we needed it and you were very you know outspoken with being you know available like hey if you need any help with anything let me know. And it was like, after a little bit of time, it was like, you know what? We could use a little bit of help. Well, we did like, we did that. Um, we tried to, time is feels so squishy right now, but like around when GCX 2020 would have been right. We did that big, we tried to sort of make an artist Sally, a digital right. artist Sally. And that was, it went okay. We did like, I think we did a great job of what we put together. It's just like, there's nothing that can really be the same as like a big convention sort of thing. Those are very different. So it was, it was yeah. a challenge. And then we just, after that, I think is when we really like, cause I did those. Um, that was like the first time I think we did, we did a charity stream. I did the graphics for it because it was like, well, let's make some schedules for this. Like let's make some promo graphics. Let's actually like add another layer. Cause you guys were already doing, like a lot of really professional work and you continue to do that. Like you were just having me look at um, this deck you're making, which is so like such a cool idea of making a, a piece of content that actually is like a support handles, like a support function for the part of the community that we work with, especially like the ambassadors. Cause we have so many cool ambassadors doing really cool streams and like the idea that y'all have of like making sure that they're onboarded well <laughs> and like, have resources and assets to, ready to go like i'm happy to make like the pieces of it that i make but just like the idea that you're c- c- gluing it all together and then going like here we made you this thing to make it better and easier for you to do this this task you're doing like i think it's really cool well that's do- a part of it right there is identifying things that can be useful you know for others and you know have a solution you know, that's that's a big part of it right there, because we've identified so many things that have been lacking, you know, with mental health in the gaming space yeah. that we've created programs and things to help uh, everyone throughout the gaming community. And when it comes to ambassadors and teammates, we we try and continue that as well. I mean, it's all about finding solutions and doing things. And we've had a lot of people reach out uh, and we're so humbled by uh, the charity streams that have been happening recently. And uh, 
Uh, McBain did a great one this past weekend. I had so much fun tuning in for that one. I tune into <laughs> every single one that comes up. I am like glued to it because I, I absolutely love all the different personalities and streamers and, you know, what everybody else is, you know, doing. It's just so cool to watch and it's so humbling as well. But also we get questions a lot from people that have never done a charity stream. Mm-hmm. Like I'd love to do one. I don't, I've never done it before. Don't worry. We can help you with that. Yeah, Even if it's not you. for us, we, we can tell you, show, tell you how to set one up. It's yeah. not that difficult. It can feel overwhelming. You know, it can feel like a really big chore and this and that, well, like, but it's, it's not of, that bad. All of that stuff can feel like yeah. a chore. Like yeah. uh, we were talking about this the other day, you and I, where it's like, I've been trying to find like regular full-time graphic design work mostly because I want to work with the team just because like working with guardians has given me a lot of experience working with people who like actually have like a, a sort of level of empathy and care about the work they're doing and are connecting to the thing they're doing. So it's important to them to finish it or to like do the best job possible on it, which is like the three of us have done so much work that has been involved in like, revising and refining ideas together that it is like I've done more of that in the past eight months or so (laughs) with y'all than I have like in my entire career of doing graphic design and it's just because we did I I put a, a blog post up about this but we made a gigabytes worth of data visual data and audio data that had to, that then got trimmed down and trimmed down and trimmed down until we had the version of the Destiny 2 mental health kit that we made, right? Absolutely. And that was like, that was a huge process. And that was a like, it was so cool too. So much working, like collaborative working moments. Yeah, because it, it takes a lot of iteration to, to fine tune the details. And I think that's one thing that can separate between something that's hastily done mm-hmm. and then something that is that people have taken their time to kind of craft and hone and look yeah. at the minute detail of it. Yeah. And, and like th- not to get too deep into the weeds, because this is a thing y'all haven't even released yet. And I'm bringing up this, like how to do a charity stream deck thing, but it is like the kind of stuff that, that y'all, cause I, I, so happy to do the work for y'all because I just have to sort of wait and you tell me like, here's the actual contents. Like if I had to make up the contents too, it would never get done because it's not, like, I don't think of that stuff. That's not the way I make things. I need someone else to say like assemble out of these parts. And I'm like, okay, good. Yes. Like uh, that I can do uh, without having to like, I mean, of course, there's no way I could do the medical part of it, right? Where you have actual like medical and scientific knowledge in there that I am not even accredited to to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yes, of course, that part, the doctor gets to do that part. Correct. <laughs> but like, it, it cost I, me I mean, a pretty penny to be able to do that. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I paid I know, a lot of money to be able to do that. Like, it's a lot of, it's, it's, I'm not trying to say that any part of it is more or less challenging and any part of it can be more or less professionalized or whatever, but like it is a very specific piece that like wouldn't ex- like the rest of it wouldn't exist if we weren't able to put those elements together. And they are like, I think Joe, to, to what you were saying, 
and something that we heard a lot when we were at PAX and something that um, I have heard a lot when we started promoting the Destiny kit was like, people are still completely wilded out by the fact that like mental health doesn't get talked about, doesn't get brought up, doesn't get addressed, is stick- so stigmatized that it's difficult to like have conversations and then start processes that make things work to like give people a leg up. We were like, everyone talks about it's filling a hole. Like it's filling a, a need. It's like filling a gap that they didn't necessarily think was there, but then they realized it was there because someone was like, Hey, there's a thing right there. And they're like, Oh dang. All of that. Okay. Oh, all right. And it's, it's a it, lot. And it's, but it's at least like starting it is such a huge, like, because you can't, if you don't do step one, you can never do any of the rest of the steps. Right. So like, if you don't get a little bit of a leg up, if you don't get, have that gap filled and have, like have assistance in addressing it in some way, shape or form, like for a lot of people just won't even happen. And I feel like we heard that constantly at the convention when we actually got to talk to people every convention. Uh, this last time. Yeah. Every time we're, we much. do a convention or something in person, uh, it's always said to us. And that goes a long ways with just reinforcing what we're doing. And, yeah. you know, the, strides we're we're making to make positive impacts for you know for mental health throughout the gaming community not just our communities that that we call home and this and that ourselves but all communities and there are other you know i'm not going to say you know there's you know there's no one-stop shop there's other organizations that do amazing work throughout the community and uh, have focuses on mental health as well but action goes farther than words if you know oh, what yeah. i'm trying Fact you know, you know i could sit here and you know talk until i'm blue in the face about this this and this but if you're not putting action behind it you're just all words so we're always looking for solutions and what can mm-hmm. we do what can we bring to the table you know what can we do to address this yeah and then we all come together but i know with the mental health kits you've designed every single uh every single one of them um it's been amazing but Most of, the, you've done a bunch of it too come on i i fiddle i i don't do much I, I i i'll like put something together and be like fix it i'm teaching uh, my my young apprentice <laughs> young pendo yeah. one. and then no, i'll I write this to something. be dark side i am <laughs> you want to be in the dark side <laughs> i'll do i'll do a graphic and i'll go how's this look fix it <laughs> and then if I write something, I'll go, how does this sound? Doc, fix it. Doc says, <laughs> <laughs> my my minor tweaks. Yeah, yeah. We had this conversation yesterday. It was oh. we're working on this charity streamer deck, and I, I wrote stuff uh, you know, to fill the pages. And I, I know it was confusing at first trying to get the the thought out of what what we're trying to do and put together. And so I I don't correct myself as i write it i just try and get it down to get a basic get the idea, idea. and then that's why we can do it together it was like this is like 12 pages this doc, is like a thousand words easy like throughout this whole thing doc yesterday was with the well there's just a few minor tweaks and then it starts with like one line like this this needs to be tweaked and it was like adding a word and changing the grammar a little bit and then Three hours later, I checked the you know the director's chat <laughs> in Discord, and it was leave, yeah. like a whole page of like this, this, this. So instead of just saying add this, do this, it's literally 
I'm going to write copy it paste. all right here and you can copy and paste it. And it was like, oh no. So <laughs> what you mean, I'm beginning to realize minor tweak means I'm just going to write it all. <laughs> just going to retool everything and just copy paste. Yeah. It's, but it, a, it's fun working with lot, the teams. Right? Yeah, it is. But also it's a learning. It's a team experience. effort. Yeah. It's a team effort and getting more structured and you know being able to work on projects and have work on deadlines and everything like that especially when we're creating you know doing revisions and stuff like that for the mental health kits or anything that we're doing it's 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 great experience and and that experience doesn't go away you you retain Mm. that going forward so you know Mm. if iris if you get a a a a job working uh, graphics with That's another company yeah. that experience that you have with our small team that we're mm-hmm. that we're all working on things is gonna get paid forward into the experiences the with thing, working with a large team it's already know? the thing i've been asked about the most in the the scant few you know, like interviews i've done people are like what is that <laughs> well it's a bunch <laughs> of stuff let me explain let me tell you um, and still like even though i we got that pitch down from the last time we did the convention when we had like everything up and running mm-hmm. and we had like the kits going, we had the RTS bot going and we had the, the discord server completely going and we had it boiled down where it was like, people would walk up to the table and be like, so who are you, who are you guys? And we'd be like, well, <laughs> let me tell you, we, we just, are like, roll through, blah, blah, blah. Roll through yeah. all three major things that we do. And then like, wrap it up by like really like saying well here's here's actual stuff that you can take now and engage with and having made it lightweight enough both off the idea of like making it for that space and making it for those groups of people and making it then something that is very portable what does it weigh like it's 10 point something ounces or something like that is like the they range between which one uh but like your your neurodivergent you have like a, one is 10.7 yeah 10 <laughs> Yeah. 10.5 is really the limit for, for shipping weights mm-hmm. because that then we can kind of standardize yes. our shipping and everything. Exactly. But now the way that we've, with shipping costs and everything like that, we have not taken anything out of the kit, right. but we've revamped uh, with the designs and everything yep. like that and made it lighter on the inside uh, with not having such bulky uh, yeah booklets and stuff like that and items and it now it's down to 7.4 so it and we i mean we made quite a bit of ounces and it's all the same too yep and there's always Mm -hmm. a digital version that accompanies accompanies it because not everybody's going to have access to it and that's just the reality of it yeah we we unfortunately everywhere yeah it's (laughs) it's it's impossible for us at this size to be able to you know uh ship to India right now. I yeah, mean, full it's, it's we can't do full all domestic. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, we're but, still a rather small team and we're still getting. Right. But we can use like, getting all the logistics down. The yeah, logistics well, is the hardest part right is. there. It's the hardest part it's, for me. And I ship like three prints a week, maybe, you know, like sometimes I get lucky and get a bunch. In a Don't you love shipping something. to Canada? It's so close yet. Oh, so expensive. I actually like, so. Not it's cheaper to send something Joe. to Scotland than it is to send something to Canada. I have four hours away lately. from me. I have had this experience lately, and somehow, whatever. I'm not going to get into the weeds about Shippo. We can talk about Shippo offline, <laughs> me and you, because I'm sure we can go round and round with that. But like, yeah, I I try to offer some stuff international because you know 
we connect with people from all over the world playing um, Destiny and also mm-hmm. being part of Guardians Mental Health. So it just sort of comes up. And like being able to do that is great. But then it is like, um, I've been going back and forth with a customs issue for something I sent uh, international recently. And it is just like so opaque and it's so hard. Even if I tried it, Canada, literally I am, I could drive for three hours and be in Canada. Probably like, be cheaper. <laughs> if I drove it myself, you mean? Well, although with gas, pri- gas prices now. No, I, I think it would sure. be cheaper, frankly. Like I, it would maybe cost me a tank of gas oh, to get up to Vancouver. A lot cheaper. Um, <laughs> Like because well, gas my, prices here are just skyrocketed. So I'm not sure. <laughs> it got up to like four something near me. For well, for for like something a gallon, which I guess is different than probably liters. Liters, right? But anyway, <laughs> your money is also different. So I don't even know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's very colorful. <laughs> it's three eighty nine. I haven't seen sizes. gasoline go up in New York yet upstate at least but i saw kerosene price and that's what caught my eye today because i was at doing a customer call and i was looking right out the window and there's a kerosene pump right there and it was 319 on the back and i go well that didn't go up or anything and the person looked at me and goes oh no that just went up to from 319 to 435 i'm like in how many hours like 40 hours that it went up that high well, that's so. Yeah, not to not to get now, into a thing that I know. In California, so, so it's four twenty four. In California, like, right now, it's all because a bunch of that stuff comes from Europe, and the price is set in weird ways. That it's talking about opaque. You know, if I'm trying to just ship a couple of pieces of paper to Canada or to Scotland or whatever, Ireland, yeah, try like, and send a barrel. That's opaque. Like if you want to talk, like OPEC is opaque. That's not. I'm not trying to make a pun. This is not. I'm not like some sort of. I think you were fine until you pointed it out. International conflict. Well, I'll tell I you know nothing about we, this stuff. We're even struggling right now with some of the materials in the mental health kits because we do get some of our materials from overseas. And it's just so much uncertainty with the shipping right now. And it's been that way. It's not a recent thing. It's been no, probably... Not all, not through the entirety of COVID, but last year, probably halfway through of last year, it definitely, you really really did see the ship times and everything and the cost starting to go up. And it really affected Amazon. Amazon, the the two-day prime shipping, some items have started to go above two days. Yeah. Right. And I can... I can order a that's an hard, ink though. cartridge for delivery for Wednesday from Walmart, and it'll show up on my doorstep yeah, two hours I mean, later in a paper bag. I don't understand that. Places, yeah, there's basically, I've seen some stuff that's like, it's on the sort of, like, I, I, somebody uh, drove across uh, town and bring me tip, that. You know, right, exactly. Or it's like someone's literally just like, I'm going to do this it's one a, delivery real quick. And it's, it's the, the courier. Kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's also I where I live, kind of in the suburbs of Portland, uh, outside of Portland, it is I live about 25, 25, 30 minutes away from the city. And there's a fulfillment center and a big shipping hub for like both sea and uh, well, not sea, it's like a river, but like it comes from the ocean. 
uh, <laughs> I guess. It comes it's from big, water. It's a big river. They can put boats on it. Um, <laughs> and then there's like, there's a huge international airport in Portland. So uh-huh. like it's stuff around here doesn't, and I, I imagine it feels kind of the same way in New York where you're at, but I know there's like, got to even just places where it was like not great recently, you could see how quickly that can slip. And then like the version of that, that is like full slippage, which is outright conflict and, and war is like wild to even think about, but mm-hmm. it is, it is the, the, the nature of, the world and that conflict in that area that I know startlingly little about, thanks to my top-notch American public education. Um, <laughs> also, I mean, to be fair, I went to an art school for college that got like went out of business and had to get bought by another school. So, like, I was not batting a very high average on picking my own schools <laughs> when I could either. So, <laughs> hooray! <laughs> Going to um, school at uh, Binghamton University. Oh, sorry, <laughs> we got bought out. It is now called. Uh, Did that happen to God you? God knows what. No, no, oh. it didn't happen to me. I was like, bro, because uh, I went. So I went to the Corcoran, um, which is a, an art school in Washington D.C. that uh, was a originally like a private, like a family-owned gallery that had a little bit of a school sort of educational stuff attached to it and then the george washington university which is like literally right next to it had a big art program that was like they didn't want to be part of a school that was mainly becoming a law school so they split off and they formed a real college around this museum which is now it still exists it's a smithsonian museum now because the smithsonian institute stepped in and like bought most of the collection they have a they have the largest drawing collection in the United States, largest collection of original Ooh. drawings. Um, See, that sounds like an, a more interesting place to go to school than this is what just I'm saying. The brick and mortar. That's like, why I picked the school that place. I'm used to. It's, it was rad. Like we had this whole thing where I would just kind of like on Friday sometimes when I was there and I knew that they were doing exhibition setup, I would just leave class. I would just walk out and just like go to the museum. And the security guards would always be like, they're not supposed to be up here. And I was like, yeah, I do know that. But here we are. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've, I've got a badge on that says the museum, right? So everyone who sees me thinks I work here. <laughs> so I can just wander around while stuff's going on. Because um, we would also do, they had like a white walls gallery. Like you could, we would do, when we would do critiques, we would actually like hang our stuff up in a very museum-like setting and talk about it, discuss it, and do uh, critique and uh, um What's the other word? Criticism and something. Search for the C. It's important, but guess not important enough. Constructive criticism. Yeah, that's the one constructive criticism. So we would do that and we would talk about like all the various art things using all the various art words. But it was it was a very cool place. Words like Uh, I love this piece, but I'm going to tell you to change everything about it, except for the focal point. (laughs) That's not what I thought you were going for, but I totally get it. But no, the big word, one of the big words would maybe be chiaroscuro, which is an oh. Italian word. That Let me I'm Google over, that. Overpronouncing. <laughs> uh, it's chiaroscuro. It means the dramatic interplay between light and dark. Uh, it's like a Renaissance painting technique thing. Oh, I guess Renaissance compositional technique, because it was also done with like charcoals and stuff like that. Now... I, since we're on the topic of uh, art and everything, uh, I want to dive uh, a little bit into, I know you went to school for art and you do graphic design. We've been talking about that. What 
kind of drew, I, I love asking this question because uh, get different answers every time because it, it touches everybody personally. You do some art that is your art medium is completely unique to you. And I, I recommend anybody go, go check out uh, his website. We'll put it in the show notes too. So you can click on it there and uh, check out his website and see this multimedia, you know, work that he does and there's so much going on like your one of your pieces is i got two of them on top Ooh. of each other right here right it. behind me and actually i got more over here too yeah i'm yeah, going yeah. to describe it's this a, all to you it's a a planned stream and it is it in is. the future <laughs> that we're going to be doing the room tour because yeah. i have a whole bunch of, it was, yeah it was i have one less of, art but i have collectibles he, yeah he's got a ton of stuff don't don't let him fool you wait until you see this batman like shadow box Batmobile shelf he's got a Batmobile. it's not a shelf it's several shelves of batmobiles and it's every batmobile for like every single like generation of batmans it's, much, it's cool. it, every live action batmobile is there and a couple of the animated and video game ones what if is people don't know we love going down side tangents and everything else like we're what off the rails in the og batman movies like what would we do without your pretty toys or whatever I'm totally botching this line. You guys know what I'm talking about? No. No, I don't. But I got to. People who are listening are screaming at their phone because I did such a bad job with that line. But, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll get a a, we'll get an email. Um, It'll be fun. But no, that that is a plan stream. There's, there's so much cool stuff in in uh, around us in our rooms, and one of the ideas is uh, we're just yeah, going to do sweet. some uh, room tours, and we'll take the camera around and show show and tell. You know, he's It'll sending be cool. me previews, and it is it's yeah, very cool. yeah. <laughs> he's proud, and he should be. It's cool. What's the what's the one from the the OG Christian Bale one? The crawler or something? Tumbler. Like Tumbler. Yeah, such a cool design. Such a cool design. Anyway. Yeah, uh, before we go too far into the so rabbit hole. So we don't continue now, describing visual yeah. things. <laughs> We're on an audio podcast. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Where does he get all those wonderful toys? Yes, that's the one. Thank you, yes. Chris. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Thank Jack you, thank Nicholson. You. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The master. Yeah. I thought you I, I thought you were talking about something else for, you know, the way you described it. <laughs> it's I was thinking like in- animated. Uh, no, there's also a gag. They do that gag in Mallrats when uh, Silent Bob when he turns has into the, the bad grappling yeah, hook. Yeah, and yeah he I remember that. Hoists Jay up in the loading dock, and so that the security guard runs past him like a Looney Tunes cartoon. You know what's kind of crazy? You can't find a copy of Dogma anywhere. Uh, yeah, because it's part of the uh, the Weinstein. It's a whole thing, dude. Is it? Like it was. Yeah, why the Weinstein's were the ones who put out all of those movies. Uh, and a bunch of them are tied up in legal things. I'll tell you what, though. One of the best rants, uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, one of the best rants he did mm-hmm. in a movie was in that one. And oh, yeah. He just the, went. The diner scene? Yeah. He went yeah. completely off the rails. It's great. It's great. It's, it's great. A, Talking it about like good. body autonomy and shit. Like the, they yeah. were like smart in a way before it was cool to be smart. Right. And like everybody was pretty pedantically mean about being smart and it was like harsh, but at the same time it was, I feel like the way he wrote those characters was often a response to uh, not to get too deep, but the classic like sort of Holden Caulfield phonies, right? Like 
you know, uh, Kevin Smith's Kevin, a Kevin great Smith writer. Was writing that stuff like as a direct response to the kind of like formulation of the like 1980s male persona from those movies. There's like this cis white male persona dude that comes from like the sort of, um, I'm totally going to forget the name of the director, but like the guy who did 16 candles and stuff like that, they set a tone, they set a tone in the eighties for like how people behaved, like all those Cusack movies, right. Where he's got the boom box. Yeah. 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 His head and shit like that. Like that's That's not Reiner. Is it? No, that's not Reiner. But um, I'm, he I feel away. bad not knowing because it's a big deal. He did like so many of those movies. He did Breakfast Club. He did all those. Yeah, movies. John Hughes. John, John Hughes. Krem yeah. said in chat. In chat, so, right. John Hughes. Like that was a vibe. That was like a thank you, Krem. Vibe of like culture and like cool and like yeah. popular for a long time. And then Kevin Smith was part of a wave of that twisted the hell out of that, and it really like turned it into something that it that it hadn't been before. That's like sort of the the early genesis of like nerdy being cool again, right? Yeah. Like it was like if if that sort of groundwork hadn't been laid, it also would there would never have been a the really good Star Wars meme where Ahsoka is saying that thing from Clerks two to Luke, which. <laughs> I'm not going to say out loud on this podcast because it's, but if y'all have seen those move that movie, you know that it's very funny that Ahsoka Tano would say that to Luke. And it's, I laughed a lot when I saw we, that. We got, a, we go down a lot of rabbit holes, don't we? Uh, we do. I'm, listen, I'm going to be but, on a show tomorrow to talk about Star Wars with some people. So we don't have to talk about it here tonight. Oh, <laughs> Star Wars will be here for, you know, half the night. You know what? Ever. While we're playing games tonight, we'll, we'll talk about Star Absolutely. Wars. Absolutely. Because there's some cool, there's yeah. some, there's some cool. <laughs> There's some cool stuff coming in the near future too. Oh, but Obi Wan, Obi Wan. I saw a rumor so before we get off it. I saw uh, just a headline that the first episode of Kenobi is mm-hmm. Obi Wan sitting at in front of a fire for an hour. Uh, that's fine because that already exists in canon. It's already in Rebels that there's a whole bunch of time where he just like chills in the campfire and he yep. like, talks to other and people. And you know what? If it is, and I told, just I, I told my wife, I go, you know. If that happens, that's going to replace the Yule Time log on the TV during Christmas, and it's just going to be Kenobi Joe, sitting at a fire. Every I holiday. told Joe that Netflix has a Witcher. It does. Fireplace. We talked about this the other day. It was very funny. What was? What was? It? Netflix Witcher has a Witcher log. fireplace. Oh, it does. It's yeah, so weird. We live in the future. This is the future. We we live in the future. Like we didn't get flying cars. We got branded video game <laughs> Yule log cop, like <laughs> cycling animations. And it's and great. it's great. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> like I'm into it's, it. It's fine. It's That's cool. Like completely it, content. It's easy to take some of that stuff for granted, but like, man, you see something like that, and there's there is no chance that like video game players, like the gaming community, would have ever gotten something like that. Like, you know, even 10 years ago, like, because it is still like, not to shoehorn back to a topic or anything, but I think I found a good ramp. You did. It's in, a nice and little it's like, there is, <laughs> there is, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. There is, there, there has been both a stigma around mental health, but also it's just a stigma around like gaming community and granted, I will say. <laughs> the gaming community at large has done a lot to deserve that. Um, 
but so has all of humanity at every community that has ever existed. Um, an interesting take I, I heard on um, culture period the other day was listening to a really good show called The Content Minds, uh, and they were talking about how the conflict in Ukraine is the most online a war has ever been. And an interesting thing is that applies well, to Well, look at the day and age. Yeah. Everything. Well, yeah, that's what everything's saying. online. It's literally there are TikToks galore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's TikToks of people getting pulled over, you know, and mm-hmm. there's TikToks of a Karen going crazy Dude. at a drive-through holding the, up a line. Like it's just the time. accessibility to technology <sighs> and the internet is more Staggered. prevalent. And you know what? Staggered. You gotta admit, COVID did kind of push that forward a little bit more Ooh. because it isolated a lot more people and they had to be more reliant with online communication. It's, it's the way to get to the outside world. Mm-hmm. You're right. And that just carried forward with it. But window. we are not going to go down that road. That's a no, but I, I think Man, we're the, really diving the, into those the, deep topics. The too. point that I was trying to get to was simply that everything and you, you touched on it too, and you, you hit it exactly is that everything is the most online it's ever been right yeah. and gaming is now the most online that it's ever been and also mental health support is the most online that it's ever been and goku and i have talked about this a bunch recently trying to frame out some stuff that that we're doing for uh, a cool side project that everybody's gonna get to hear about soon i'm sure new uh, show <laughs> yeah it's it's really cool we made a we made some really cool branding stuff for it. you're gonna like it. um <laughs> I hope. I hope. We all like it. And the people that I've showed it to like it. So anyway, um, like gaming is the most online that it's ever been to the point where people are actually starting to see it. And it is <laughs> like there's a lot there's a very interesting crossings of like things being the most online they've ever been. Like art is the most online it's ever been. And one of the thing that's happening with that is people trying to kind of fuse art with blockchain technology, which is NFT. It's certainly a thing. Yeah. NFT specifically. And, and it is one of those things that is like, it's, it is also like, I'm sure folks that are listening to this, folks that are tuned in on Twitch right now have heard about various studios trying to put NFT things into games as well, trying to like, transactionalize video games in a way that ps has already been done like a million times like uh hello diablo 3 uh online auction house hello world of warcraft hello counter-strike ghost skins and stickers y'all know there are counter-strike stickers that you can apply to gun skins in the game that are worth now tens of if not 50s or hundreds of thousands of dollars some not crazy amount like that i want to say it's at least thousands or tens of thousands there was a really good episode of waypoint radio this week about it then you know everything start with wasn't in elder scrolls where you could get a horse armor so there was a really good uh discussion i heard about that on um gamesindustry.biz they had a podcast where somebody was like that cost 20 bucks when it came out and everybody was like i don't think that was right it didn't but it was like one of the first dlcs one of the first very online things that bethesda did was make it so that you could buy horse armor but you could also at the same time they were also setting up an infrastructure where you could buy the expansions to those games because they have almost 
well, I guess Skyrim. No, they did like three expansions for Skyrim. Like every time they put out one of those games, there's usually one, two or three like major expansions. Like uh, three had the one where you could be a werewolf. And then the one where there was like the Imperial city, you could go actually inside the city and a third one that I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it had at least those two. And so when they did that, that was just the, like the first online you could buy the horse armor. You could buy the DLC mm-hmm. through the through the uh, through their like interface through their website, and then download it and install it. Right, and I, I think the horse armor was like four bucks or something like that. It was really high. I remember people yeah, people being mad had that, that reaction of, "Oh my god, yeah, for Who this going to buy this this many dollars for." this and it's like yeah i guess so i don't know like i just spent 20 i got three sets on um uh silver in the destiny store so i could buy the hunter seasonal armor and a new ornament for uh, not a new ornament it's new to me for outbreak perfected and like every time i've done that when i have enough money to do it which has been less frequently lately but like when i do it it's because it's it's like a tip to the designers, to the studio. It's like, I'm saying, yeah, I spent 80 bucks to get this game. I bought it five, six months ago. When did they put the pre-orders up for that? I bought it like right when the pre-orders. It came out this summer. Yeah. The end of summer is like August or September or something like that. (laughs) And I remember I didn't get like the fancy statue, which is really cool. has a little like near field communication chip reader on it and everything. Um, The collector's edition. Yeah. The collector's edition. But you know, at this point, it's the game is so online. Like we're connected to, I mean, us especially, not especially, but like us, you know, slightly more than you just if you're just a player, we have done a collab with them. We've done like one project with them, right? So we have like one higher tier connection that we've bumped into, but and we connect to them on Twitter all the time. Like they're constantly, they're a very online studio. Mm-hmm. It is also the most online a game studio has ever been, right? Like right now. And so they're constantly talking to us. Like Dylan is like basically having conversations with the community at large all day, every day. Like it's amazing he can get anything done. Everybody's screaming at him. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and and all like all of them too, like Leanna and... Um, Leanna's uh, been doing a lot. Lately. She did the talk I, I, this week. It's very good she talk. did. And she did really good with that. And I, I liked it. But I I've been following her for a little while now, and man, she's she's very active. I didn't and know she her engages. You did, well, no, I didn't know her before the community. Oh, okay. I didn't know. It's I didn't even. I've been following her. She was, for five years. No, I think yeah. she she was part of another big game community for a long time before. So that's I'm just like I'm. Aware she's very engaging. Is that is a thing? Like yeah. she, I think she was like is Doom. Maybe or something like that. I think she was a big Does part Doom of Doom have a big community. Oh yeah. For a one player game? Um, no, there's a a first of all, friend, there's multiplayer in the Doom games. And second uh, of all, uh, there's a huge, huge speed running and like challenge run community around. Am I gonna get yelled at by somebody on this? By whom? Probably by speedrunners? Okay. Yes. They came after the I, I talked shit accidentally about a speedrunner and they came after me. And it was you harsh. could be surprised how much of a following certain games could have just because oh, yeah. it hits that particular niche. Well, yeah, there's like, yeah, like slices that intersect on top of them where there's actually like, there is an intersection. There's a slice of people 
who are super into Animal Crossing and Doom because when the new Animal Crossing came out, they came out on the same day. And so there was this overlap where there were these people who were saying, you know, I'm an Animal Crossing player, but this other game is coming out and everybody's being really nice about the fact that it's fun. So I'm going to try it. And they're like, I did not expect that, but I like it now, (laughs) you know, and vice versa, where there were people who were like, Animal Crossing, what the, what is this? And they're like a hardcore FPS Slayer player, whatever, right? And then they go like, this is actually really cool. I really like to make it my own house and like putting together a garden. I loved when they did the uh, the cross uh, artwork for the characters that from was so good from Animal Crossing dressed up in the Doom armor. The, 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 I forget what her name is. It's Isabel. She's the is, uh, yeah Isabel. She's the like she's Isabel, a Doom dog. Guy. Yeah. And yeah, they have her in the Doom guy armor. And those games were like, you know, not to, they were some of like the most aware of games that like outside of gamers that people knew about because they got famous, like, right. They got famous for being too violent. And <laughs> you look back but now, games have all looks like. the game was too violent when I was, you know, 10 years old playing it on my, you know, e-machine. But yeah, but you look at it now and it's like, (laughs) this is red pixels. Like it doesn't, it doesn't even, I know it's particularly violent anymore compared to what you can see. Oh no. Yeah. But over the years, games have been so meaty in the media in different forms, but Mm -hmm. now with the internet and the ability to actually talk to studios, they're that much more involved in gamers lives. Like connected. It's it's almost and, like a extra tier parasocial sort of yep. like, and with uh, if we just fall back onto Destiny, the the game has hit these peaks and valleys of new content co- content comes out. Oh, we're we're in the peaks, and this one is really good. It's a very big mountain. Like, Which yeah, queen is, is very good, and I would love to to segue us into a, a like a closing discussion because we're we're a little bit over an hour now, and uh, I don't want us to be here all night. Uh, but with with new game drops, and what just dropped this week is the really highly anticipated for the Destiny community, Witch Queen, and this expansion is bar none one of the best ones. And I agree. Uh, of all, how many years have we been playing Destiny? Nine, seven, seven, going seven? on eight. This will be eight years this yes, year. Yes, this is the eighth year. Eight years in yeah. September. Uh, September 2014 is when the game launched. So yep. if you were playing in the alpha or the beta before that, it was mere months. I think beta. it was like August, August, July, July, August. Yeah, July was the alpha. Yeah, I was beta. I was. Beta. I started yeah, alpha. by a few months. Started October. Hmm? I started after launch. Yeah, I started in on on the alpha back in July, right after the E3 presentation. Hmm. Uh, I remember that login, and uh, I was able to to get an alpha code. That was one of like the first things I actually saw. I remembered the really old like sort of launch trailer with just like the circle and the guy and the and like and then i saw that trailer and i was like that's cool but i was really busy with you know other stuff work stuff mostly and then like i hit a lull and i was like wait i'm in target buying some it's probably like pants or something i don't know what do you buy at target and anything 
There was, I mean, yeah, Maybe right. But there's like as I was walking by, there was a huge stand display with the copies of the game for the 360 and for the PS3. Um, and I was just like, Bungie, eh? Y'all have never done me wrong in the past. I've loved all your games. And so I just like I snagged it. And it was it was on having seen like one trailer like months before that. Just been like, mm, that seems cool. You know what we should do? We should design uh patches. So if you're an alpha alpha player, you get an alpha patch and a beta yes. and a taken king or this and that Dude. for when you start it'd be like the, the, it's the like taken tots. It's like, like a, a main patch. coin. Yeah, like, like a main patch and then extras. I'm an alpha player. Trust me, I've been around a while. <laughs> yeah. Back in my day. Back in my day. But loot cave. Yeah. The loot cave loot cave in D1 vanilla. We have it. Vanilla. Why is everybody worried? <laughs> yeah. We can now craft. It's amazing. The future is so bright. Real craft, but, not Curse of Osiris craft. I mean, like real craft. <laughs> <laughs> but this is real. These games. <laughs> it's a terrible shot, but when Ooh. new games come out, certainly in the MMORPG realm, and Destiny's not really an RPG, but a little yeah. bit, the content drops, but it's all in preparation for the raid. Oh yes, right. and next week. Or for when people will be listening to this in probably a few days, is Destiny's Raid Race, and Which it's a staple. It's another for community everyone. event, yeah, in the community. But coming to our, our talking point, that people can just burn themselves out and just yes. burn the candle both on both ends, preparing for the Raid Race. And I think yeah. it's something we've all seen with new content drops where people will just burn through the content, exhaust themselves, and weeks later have nothing else to do because they oh, yeah. spent so much time and they did so much of said thing that yeah. they can kind of no longer stomach it. Yep. It's it's like, yeah, too much like, candy. Yeah, too much candy, or essentially uh, going to work on like uh, long slogs where you oh, yeah, like doing have like fourteen or sixteen yeah. days straight without a vacation day. At the end, you you just you can't. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's like ten days, I think, <laughs> or eleven. But also, but the amount of time people indeed, put in, yeah, people can put in too much time. And thankfully, I think a, a a nice thing that Bungie has done, a very good design decision that they have made, they, uh, well, a couple. Like so, the last last time, last two times, there's been contest mode, which is a way to sort of they it literally constrains the need to push a certain amount of playtime and content. Like you don't have to play for eight hours plus a day, like it's a job or even more than that, because it, it's very fun. So you could play more than eight hours a day if you really wanted to, but yeah, like, you don't need to be need to. fully maxed power and to do the raid. This time they set it up. And I know all three of us are doing it. Joe's about to finish his run at it. The legendary campaign actually gives you drops that put you very in range of doing literally one week's worth of pinnacles only. Not even. You could do other stuff and not even have to do the pinnacles and get it. You can be 1530, which is the light level that you will be no matter what for the day one raid race. 
And then you get, you get to do power level engaged 24 hours after that. Right. So. But here's another thing too, is they've done a much better job of making it so that people don't get pushed into back into a corner of having to play too much to, to start. True. Uh, No, as it's just, I wanted to work in that with burning out the content and burning through it so fast and this and that people get excited for new, new, new games, new content, something new, fresh, this and that, but they will also put their own self care aside because they're so involved in just into the storyline, into the new things, the shinies and everything. They forget about taking care of themselves and that it's so important. They, yeah, they they don't have uh, proper nutrition. They're not right. eating enough. They're eating or they're you'll see you eating see junk p- pictures of people like I'm ready for the new Water. content, and you see they got a cabinet with like ramen noodles, mac and cheese yeah. cups, a twelve pack of Monster, and all this other and goldfish. There's nothing really beef good jerky. There. Yeah, beef, pizza, burger, you know, they're just eating junk food. They're not, you know, hydrating. They're drinking energy drinks and this and that or soda. Really, it's hard to convey how important it is to keep your your self-care and your well-being yeah. in mind when you're playing games for very, you know, hours upon hours. Well, it's actually days upon days. I think easier probably to, to effectually do it as a with gaming as a hobby because you really can like instead of laying in only like a bunch of cans of pop and energy drinks and junk food like lay in good provisions make sure you have water make sure you have like vegetables healthy food to eat you know regular food to eat you can eat regular food it doesn't even have to be like just don't go only pizza only this only the junk food stuff like because there have even been games. Do y'all remember when, like, wow, you used to be able to, like, order a pizza through the chat? I remember that. Like, I mean, cool, cool. Like, it's fine. It's, it's cool fine. feature, but, but like, may not it is, be the best feature. Yeah, and it's it's weirdly, like, dovetailed pretty often that, like, gaming is maybe, like, a un- like it's not a healthy habit. So, you know, go all in. You're sedentary. Buy a bunch of pizzas. And it's like, no, you can, like, one of the it's kind of feeding have, into the stereotype. Right. And I mean, like talk about stereotypes and ads and like the way that gaming is depicted. That's a whole can of worms and has been since the 90s, since we were treated like, you know, effectually like uh, mindless droning, you know, you know, button pressers. But that's a different thing. But like it is uh, interesting if we just take a moment to like sort of recognize the baselines. Like I was talking to Joe about this before. Um, uh, I guess this was actually last week when we were talking about forming a team to do the raid race where it's like, listen, we're going to sort of bracket out like a half a day because that's part of the thing is that it's a 24 hour race, but we're not planning on sitting there at our computers or our consoles for all of those 12 hours. We are giving the sort of concept of competing in that race and maybe even going and like not stressing about doing the whole thing blind, but like trying to actually achieve but, you know, if we don't hit it and we're not finding a vibe for it, like we're going to be able to break off. We're going to be able to take breaks. We're going to plan them. We're going to make sure that we're not sitting there for 10 hours straight without ever having gotten out of our chairs. We're going to say like, hello, it's time to stop for 15 minutes or it's time to take a break. Everybody, it's lunch break time. Everybody, it's 10 minute break time or whatever. Treat it like 
if because because it is like there's it's an event it's a big thing it's an event it it, it shouldn't be torture <laughs> right <laughs> i mean because people absolutely people are there to to get like the world's first and the clout and it's a cool emblem. playing this raid race i know we're not gonna get world's first and that's fine if we if we did we'd all get whatever the exotic is and then we we wouldn't have to complain the whole however many clears to not getting a rocket launcher <laughs> but you know it is yeah we, we definitely it's you don't have to put yourself through a group you don't have to make it a grueling exercise like there are legit and it's really great to see Bungie addressing that both in adding the mental health resources they've added to the website mm-hmm. that you got to help with Koku and mm-hmm. also they straight up the last like three times they've done one of these they were like remember that time somebody got hurt let's not do that again like everybody mm-hmm. keep this in mind we are still setting this thing because what an achievement it is to solve these puzzles like this is one of the I have having actually done deep stone blind and like i was talking to joe earlier about having gotten to like the third encounter and almost everybody that played that figured out those first two encounters and got to that third encounter like really pretty steadily like i think almost every team that was playing got there and that's where everybody was like oh wow this is really challenging the we've gotten through some of the puzzle but like now there is a puzzle that is the strategy of this whole thing Mm -hmm. so like there is nothing like finding those puzzles out in the wild. I have never played a game that has given me that feeling before. So it is alluring and it is an interesting challenge. and It is an interesting thing to set a time limit for it, but we have to be so, I don't want to say careful. We just have to be so like mindful of our care mm-hmm. in a, in a place where we wouldn't normally be able to do that. It's so. being cognizant of recognizing that, most gamers won't be the ones that will go world's first Mm. just because there are people that play this game in a specific way and they've dedicated so much time and it is so far beyond what any of us do. Right. It's their job. It's their job. Mm -hmm. And they are literally professionals. Professional is a word that just means you get paid money to do a thing. So they are paid money to spend their time playing and perfecting that. And hmm. like, think math class, like Dado. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Like they're, they are serially attached to, well, serially is maybe not, I mean, they are, but that's not the word I'm trying to say. Like hmm. they are attached to this thing. I mean, Dado specifically, math class specifically is, you know, they're always competing for world's first. They're always in the top tier of competition. And hmm. those people like, most of them, that is the main thing they do. They are content creators and they play Destiny, maybe a bit of variety, but almost entirely Destiny like for a living. So uh, we don't do that. We we are amateur People have day jobs. Hobbyists. People have families. Yeah. And yeah, it is an event, but you also need to recognize that you need to, you need to take care of you to when the game is done that you can still be there for you and everyone else around you. Cause you also want to play a game like later. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to burn yourself out so thoroughly that you don't feel like going back to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, just recognize like how you feel about what you're doing and, and don't let yourself burn out on it because especially something like an MMO that people like playing and, and like being in the, the community at large, like you want to be in it for as long as possible. So you want to, mm-hmm do things that will help you sustain it. Um, not like 
go out like a, a flaming comet. You know, you want to stick around forever and be a bright torch for the for the group. Exactly. I think that's a a nice wrap up in terms of recognizing that one, it is a game. It should be fun, and you should just torture yourself. Yes, it's so, so good. <laughs> be kind to yourself and recognize where those limits are, because. Yeah, it's fun to compete, but we also need to recognize that if I try to sprint against an Olympic sprinter that just does that for a living, I'm going to lose. <laughs> You've been given a lot of ways to set a good advance, set a good baseline, right? So, like, yeah. I think a lot of people can can join in, and I think more people can join in than even do. Yeah. Um, join in to all, have fun. That's always been a thing about raids in in MMOs, Destiny especially, is that it's always been a incredibly small portion of people who actually participate in them and uh, an even smaller portion that participate in the first 24 hours. So true. But some of the things before we head off um, some positive things that people can do to uh, focus on self-care while gaming, you know, keep that, you know, keep that in mind, you know, I know Twitch does a great thing that you can uh, do some uh, reactions and stuff too with uh, channel points and stuff. That for like posture checks if you're playing for hours on end every two hours check your posture stand up straight you'll slouch you'll you, you'll have long-term effects to your back and everything you'll be more achy and everything check your posture another thing is stand up and stretch just stand up get the blood flow to your legs again mm-hmm. it'll also help you you know kind of you know recenter yourself for when you start playing again you know yeah, the move around 2020 20 is a good thing to to keep what is mind. 20 20 20 so every 20 minutes you stare 20 feet away for 20 seconds and it helps Ooh. prevent like eye fatigue and eye strain so then when you're working on a monitor i like that i only did it for five seconds there but i could already yeah. tell the difference so you uh, focus on something 20 feet away you stare at it for 20 seconds because it helps your eyes focus in terms of a long distance and short distance another thing too is on top of that hydrate drink water don't just drink soda and you know all your favorite oh, monster you know, right. monster or coffee you know pots of coffee drink drink some water drink a bottle of water mm-hmm. if you're playing for you know two to four hours drink a bottle of water in the meantime you know while you're there um that'll help you keep hydrated and everything and there's so many benefits that go along with that other thing too uh proper diet you know eat eat things that are good for you don't yeah, just focus snacks. on pizzas and burgers and you know fruits, twizzlers vegetables. and sour patch kids fruits vegetables grab an apple grab an orange you know yeah, for the most part most get some berries it's winter mm-hmm. good winter fruit time you can get some of them good clementines still or uh, yeah been rocking out some clementines lately they've been delicious. awesome very good they are you. delicious lots of good vitamins yeah, and easy, and, right? Because uh, it's so sweet. You can just have, no, 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 no. It's not also, loud on the microphone. You're not crunching. If you're also yeah. working on a playing on a keyboard or in a controller, your hands are crunched oh, up a lot. Cramp. Yeah. Do hand exercises, wrist exercises, stretch, stretch your hands, everything. So uh, do hand and wrist exercises. Um, check your posture. Stand up. 20, 20, 20, 20. Stare off into something 20 feet away for 20 seconds help with your eye fatigue and uh hydrate hydrate and uh 
nutrition. I mean, all these things and get proper sleep. Don't stay up till six o'clock in the morning when you have to go to work at nine in the morning (laughs) and, you know, get three hours of sleep. That's going to weigh on you. And I know it's so hard when the content, you know, with the game you're playing so good good, and you're invested (laughs) into it. We really can't say enough how good it is. We really can't. That can help is the day before the race yeah, if you're competing if you're part of if, if you're competing take a break Absolutely. don't play that evening yeah get, get your stuff time ready. to rest spend relax your time before and a good chunk a healthy chunk like get a good night's sleep because it is a big puzzle it's a very big puzzle and you it's should be test. well rested to to do that test with your team and like it is very fun. So you should, like, if you have the opportunity to try, you should, but definitely, definitely take it very seriously and be safe about it because it's the same as if you were like going to go on a hike for a whole day or something. Right. I know it's very far chasm between those two things in terms of sedentary versus active, but like you're planning to do a very specific thing and you know, it's going to take a while. So like treat it seriously. Don't treat it just like a thing where you're just going to sort of bump right into it. Like, cause it's, if you don't, and you don't like make sure you hydrate, you don't make sure you get good sleep. Like you're going to make it harder for yourself and you might make it harder for the the team that you're playing with. And you want to be able to like really connect with them and like have a good time. Don't want to burn yourself out. You don't want to burn them. You don't want to stress yourself out or stress them out. So like take it seriously and be safe and careful about it. Yeah. And good luck and have fun. I think that's a great place for us to end right there. HF. What do you guys think? Yeah, man. Sounds good to me. We could sit here for literally hours. Oh, we could on talk end, all the and time. You know what? When we're done with the podcast, I'm going to be playing a game and I guarantee this conversation gonna go is going to continue. Chat channel. It's going to yeah, be great. It's going to be fantastic. We have so I many wait. things to talk about. Star and Wars is coming up first. Everybody Star else Wars. is getting a chance to talk about all that stuff too. And I hope that the people who join in the raid race and who are enjoying the Witch Queen are having a really good time. It's quite amazing. And a big, th- I want to thank also everybody who's done stuff for Guardians Mental Health in the past, especially the past like four or five months when we've been doing a lot of really big things. Um, everybody that's donated, everybody that's done a charity stream, everybody that's helped Joe, everybody that's helped Goku, everybody that's helped Matt. I know he's not on the the stream, but folks that have helped him out, folks in the in that do the chat help, like y'all are amazing. All the moderators, all the folks who help out with that stuff. Um, on the staff, everybody. They're please. great. There's Everybody's so great. many people that do stuff so that I get to also help and then not have to do all that stuff. <laughs> I appreciate that. We can it, bring that back around. It feels really good to have so many people that are working um, together to, to make a really cool thing. So thank you, yeah. Joe and Goku and Matt, who's not on, but like, and thank you everybody else who does. I, for a minute in my head, I was like, I should just start naming them. I bet I could think of most of them, but I can't. It's and not so the Oscars. Really You're good, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the website. It's everybody who has the badges, all the cool streamers that do stuff for us and the, the moderators and helpers. Appreciate you all. Now, before we go, uh, tell everybody where they can find you and uh, find oh, your art. Yes. Uh, I am serially online at irresolute.com and at irresolute on Twitter. That's I-R-R-E-Z-O-L-U-T. And you can find me by Googling my human name or my internet name, Joseph Nicolia or Irresolute. And I'm out there making art. Uh, I do commissions and prints and paintings and originals. I also do design. 
Um, yeah, that's that's the gist. That's all the stuff I do. I dig it. Where I am. Dig it, Doc. Thanks. You want to bring us out? Sure. Uh, so normally Matt does this part. So yes. thank you for listening to the Guardians and Mental Health Podcast. Uh, if you can please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you listen to your podcast, it really helps spread awareness for of the podcast to others, and it really helps us out. So keep up to date with everything that we're doing at guardiansmh.org or follow us on Twitter at guardiansmh. And join our partner Discord server at discord.gg slash guardiansmh. Uh, help us keep the lights on and more importantly, help uh, fund our mental health kit programs at, at tiltify.com slash guardians mental health. And if you want some cool merch, we uh, were with high score tees, but high score has been closing their, their store. Mm-hmm. So we are now with a new provider. Yay. Oh. Yep. More so that coming out here soon. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks, right, Joe? And uh, the next week. And the next week. Perfect. And we're going to have some 3rd. new stuff soon. Yes. I can't wait to share that. And um, me and Matt, and with graphics from uh, Irresolute, we're going to be starting a new show, hopefully in the, the coming weeks as well. So more details on that will be coming shortly. That sounds pretty fun. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for all the stuff we're doing. So much stuff. It's there is great. so much stuff. And you know what? I, I, I have to show this oh. before we before we go, just to give everybody who's tuning in live get to see sneak what peek it is. Oh, it's I a see title. It's got a thing. Yeah. It's fancy. It is that's fancy. Very important. Mm-hmm. Is that was and one that's of the main called. it was design words that I focused on was picture fancy. is up. It's Healer's Journey. And <laughs> that is gonna be a new show with Dr. Goku. And Doc, why don't you tell everybody real quick uh what the show is gonna be? Sure. So it's mainly going to be a interview fireside chat that me and Matt are gonna have with mental health professionals just talking about their journey um kind of their life and their journey about becoming a mental health professional and kind of everything that entailed instilled for them and how their journey brought them to where they are now uh, the whole mindset was like that fantasy rpg and the roles that the healers are always in the back doing stuff so not uh, front and foremost so kind of wanted to bring attention to those healers love as it. they they play an integral part in the party and i think one of the concepts that we used for some of the design was a, a real thing that's happening in games lately it's really cool like in uh, a lot of the bandai role-playing games have them so even in like the souls games and stuff where it's like you go congregate around a fire right and that's like the safe spot and that's the there's Final Fantasy 15, right? Did it? Yeah. The one with the the car and the cooking and you would sit around the fire together and it would actually show that on screen. It would be like a graphic of you all like hanging out. It's really cool. So I, I like that that was a very interesting touchstone that keeps it connected to Guardians Mental Health, which is like connected to the gaming community. And so it's like, it's a really cool, like you have, a, it's a very good concept. I can't wait to hear some of these conversations because it, it'll be nice to hear more about 
the people that are a part of this that are usually just sort of the like this main component that we don't ever really hear we, we they help treat and then they cure and do thing and are gone yeah, we, but then where is person i want to know goku as dr man who is person <laughs> i mean i do already because i know you. <laughs> that's and like that show is going to be on uh youtube we're going to start trying to grow the yeah. youtube side a little bit <laughs> more and put some more uh some more content on that and uh we'll see about doing restreams over to twitch but uh it, it's gonna be really interesting it's gonna be a youtube series and it's it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it yeah because the the live's gonna stream there and the, the recording is gonna stay there don't know if yep. we're gonna make a podcast of it but we'll see depends on how it goes sure. are you editing it <laughs> <laughs> just rip so the audio right and, and push it <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we can. All right. We can figure something out. All right. Well, until more next time. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. And have a great night.